Blog Talk Radio. Her acting credits 
include roles on NBC's Law and Order, MTV commercials, and a Sprite commercial. And she was a presenter at the Latino Awards in 2002. Her latest project is being the first full-figure model to be on Nuvo TV's hit reality show, Model Latina, which has a new episode airing tonight. Let's welcome Lorna Litz to the show. Hi, Denise. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Now, am I pronouncing your name right? Is Lorna Litz? Yeah, Lorna Litz. Okay. And so that is that's your whole first name, or is that a first and middle name? No, that's actually my first name. Okay. This is very unique. So, <laughs> Thank you. So did you used to be a straight size model and turned plus, or were you always a curvier girl? I was always a curvy girl while growing up, and um, there was a section in my life where I decided to lose tons of weight because the industry – uh, influenced me to do that, and um, I lost I lost tons of weight, but I was not happy at that size, and it was completely hard for me to maintain that size, mm-hmm. and it took a lot out of me emotionally, um, as well as spiritually, and it it took me to grow and to learn to love my curves and to learn to love my body, when I decided to just not let the industry influence me and just express myself and express my curves. And I have to say, I'm so happy now as a plus-size model, as a full-figure model, and I'm receiving more work than when I was a straight model. Hmm. Now, before you appeared on Model Latina, you were already accomplished in modeling and acting, and, um, you know, I mentioned some of the accomplishments in your intro. So why did you want to be on this type of show? Well, I was accomplished because of me being very persistent in the industry. Um, I I didn't have an agent before auditioning for Mala Latina, and I felt like if I was to compete in Mala Latina, then I would win the contract with Q Management. Okay. So that's the reason why I kept trying out for it, because it was so hard for me to find an agency in New York City, and most of the work I've gotten was from just word of mouth, networking, or just meeting people. So were they casting for full-figure models for this season? Because you're the first one, or did you just go to the audition regardless and just impress them? I auditioned for Mala Latina two times before this last audition, and they remembered me. They definitely remembered my name and my face. And they reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to try out again? I was a little skeptical because of, uh, you know, because of not being chosen beforehand. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, I, you know, I was a lot curvier now. So I felt like, I don't know if I should go. And I said, you know what, let me just go for it. So I went, and they chose me. And it was just, like, literally from night to day. Like, they said, yeah, we want you. I said, okay. And then um, – that's when they told me that I was the first full-figure model to compete for Mala Latina, and I was so proud. I was so proud to hear that. It made me extremely happy. Yeah, so you're making history on the show. Yes. <laughs> so why do you feel a show like Model Latina is so important? Do you feel it's a lack of Latina women in the modeling industry? There, There is a lack 
of Latina women in the modeling industry, and there's also a lack of diversity in the modeling industry. So when I decided to compete for Model Latina, I, I was trying to put the word out there that it doesn't matter what size you are, what height you are, what complexion color you are, beauty comes in all shades and colors mm-hmm. and shapes and sizes. And that's the reason why I wanted to compete, because I want other girls to see that and, and, and to say, wow, this girl, not only does she try out for this three times, but she's also a full-figure model, and she's putting herself out there for the public, for the public to see her. And, and I want them to, like, embrace themselves and to love themselves and to just learn to, to not let anyone influence you the, the wrong way and just follow your dreams. And it doesn't matter what people tell you, just keep going forward. Mm, definitely. Now, on the show, do you think it's an advantage or a disadvantage being the only full-figure model? I'll be honest with you, Shanice. When the beginning of the show, I felt like it was a disadvantage for me, mm-hmm. and and I was going through an emotional roller coaster being there in the house because the girls are extremely beautiful and they have great personalities, and we all got along very well. Mm-hmm. But I felt that because I was bigger, it was it wasn't so much of a competition for me, it, or or they didn't feel like I was much of a competition for them. You understand? Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, I was battling that. I'm like, oh my god, like I just want them to just. See me for who I am and see my beauty and not so much point out my curves. And in the beginning, um, they were pointing out my curves a lot. You know, it was definitely a, like the topic for a few episodes. But then towards the end, um, I felt like uh, they started seeing my potential as a model and they started noticing that I do photograph very well. Right. And it was, yeah, and it was more like like towards the end, it was more about Lorna Litz and her being a model. Now, on the show, one of the challenges was a pinup shoot in a bikini, and you yes. didn't get the right size bikini. <laughs> was that kind of an ongoing challenge for you on the show, that type of discrimination of sorts? I felt, I felt that that was definitely a disadvantage for me because I was – given us like about four sizes too small and I just squeezed into it and I did my best and I worked it and the judges would have not noticed if I didn't say something but I felt like I had to say something mm-hmm. because I did do my job and I felt the picture came out really pretty but I needed them to know that when a model is booked for a job in reality, they know her sizes and they will always have the model's correct size and the model won't have to worry about squeezing into a small size or if the if the outfit fits her too big, they'll pin it for her. You know, right. it's a lot easier to pin an outfit than to squeeze into an outfit. And and that's the point I was trying to make um during that episode. Now are people shocked when you tell them that you are a full figure model? Yes. People some people look at me and they say, Full figured, really? I don't see it. I don't see where you're full figured. I think I think you're fine. I think you're slim. And then and then other people will say, Yeah, you're definitely curvy. I can see what the industry says that you're full figured because the models on the runway are super, super, super thin and you're nowhere near that. And then when I hang out with my friends that are plus size, 
They're like, girl, you're not plus size. You're, you're, you're skinny. You're not plus size. So, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm stuck in between two worlds mm-hmm. where I'm not straight model and I'm not plus size. I'm, you know, I'm right in the middle. Right. And it becomes challenging for me because I feel like, you know, hey, like I represent for the majority of the girls and women in the world, like that are a size 9, 10, or even a 7, 8, 9, 10, you know, and and the industry, I feel like they need to start noticing that and and create a market for us, you know, for us full-figured women because because there's so many of us out there, and I think I'm able to represent for them. Now, one of the judges on the show is my friend, supermodel Tamiko Frazier-Hines. Now, tell me, how was it working with her on the show? I love Tamiko. Tamiko definitely supported me all the way. She believed in me from the first time she laid eyes on me, and she made me feel so confident. There's times where I felt, oh, my gosh, what are the judges going to say to me? But every time Tamiko spoke, whether it was constructive criticism or positive criticism, she just had a way of speaking and touching me. And and I think Tamiko is an amazing individual, and she's so beautiful, super talented, and she's still working in the industry after so many years, and I admire that about her. Mm-hmm. We love Tamiko. Now, right now, the show is still airing, so uh, we can't say if you won or not because you still have to tune in to um, check out. But but so far where the shows are, you haven't been eliminated, so it's a possibility you still could win the competition. So if anybody um, wants to catch the, the show, tell us where the time and the channel. Well, if you want to watch Mala Latina Las Vegas, tune in to Nuvo TV, and you will have to call your cable provider to find out exactly what channel that's on. But it's every single Monday, 9 o'clock, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Now, after the show, um, do you have anything else coming up? Like how are you going to capitalize on your exposure from this reality show? Well, after shooting Mala Latina, I came back to New York City and I got signed with the Mala Agency, and I'm working with Images Model Management now in New York City, and I'm being booked consistently for work. I just finished a fashion show for Fashion Week with designer Ellie Kawami from Paris, and I am actually working on another project right now, but I am not able to talk about it. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, the viewers, people that are watching Nouveau TV will be seeing me very shortly. Again. Mm. Well, that's <laughs> exciting. And so what is your ultimate goal in the industry? Is it to be a supermodel, or do you have a bigger goal than that? I definitely want to work consistently in the industry. That's 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 my goal. I'm not asking for fame because I'm very modest and and I don't know if I'm able to handle being famous, but I definitely want to be a working model and I would love to branch into acting. And you've already done some acting already, so you're already yeah. on the road. And what is your what do your parents and your family say about the modeling because I know you um have a, a college degree and you were the top of your class. 
So yes. what what do they think about you and this desire to be a model? <laughs> My parents have supported me since a young age. I started modeling at the age of 12, and they have been my number one support group they're they love the fact that i'm still pursuing my modeling career but they definitely pushed um education on me they definitely were like you need to go to school you have to get your degree and that was something i definitely wanted to do so graduating with my bachelor's degree in business administration management and graduating with honors was definitely an honor for my parents because my mother has her master's degree and she's, like, really super, super intelligent, and she definitely, definitely supports education. But um, they're they're still backing me up 100%. They're so proud of me. They really are proud of me. <laughs> and I saw in your bio it said you were an entrepreneur. So do you have, like, your own business as well? I am. I am currently working on my own T-shirt line, and it's still in the works, but it's going to be halter tops, tube tops, and wife beaters for females, pastel colors. And I love writing quotes. So one of my quotes on the shirt is going to say, imagine if, dot, dot, dot. And basically, that could be anything the person wants to imagine. Imagine if you buy that house. Imagine if you get that job. Imagine if you become a supermodel. You know, it could be anything you want to imagine. It's just a quote of mine that that I live by, and um, I'm going to definitely put it on one of my shirts and put it out there. And this is one of my quotes. I have tons of quotes. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I'm so excited <laughs> for you and um, the success you're having. Tell everybody, um, do you have a website, or how should the public uh, reach out to you to keep in touch with what you're doing? Well, my website right now is under construction, but they can Facebook me if they want. It's uh, Facebook dot com slash Lorna Lips and they could also tweet me and they could follow me on Twitter, Lorna Lips. And a new episode of Model Latina is coming on tonight. So make yes. sure you uh tune in and we're gonna be rooting for you. Thank you so much, Shanice. Thank you so much. Thank you and keep in touch. I sure will. Bye. All right, bye bye. And next on the show is Amanda Bennett, co-founder of Bennett's Boots. She stumbled upon the idea of producing wide calf boots simply because she couldn't find any to suit her own calves and had even dragged her partner to over 20 shoe stores in one day in search of a style that would fit her shape. After extensive research in the Australian, U.K., and American market, they found that there were a lot of women who loved the comfort, style, and look of boots but just couldn't get them to fit. Amanda took the leap of faith and, with the help of Matthew, her partner, launched Bennett's Boots in 2007. Since then, Bennett's Boots has continued to grow dramatically, hitting over 400% growth per year with stores in Melbourne and Sydney and currently not launching in the USA with long-term plans now in place to open more stores in London, Tokyo, and New York after. Due to the high demand, Bennett Boots has extended their range and now stock the largest collection of wide calf boots in the world. Let's welcome Amanda to the show. Hi, Amanda. How are you? 
Good day. I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you for joining us today and calling in all the way from Australia. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, me too. This is fantastic. I love your show. Thank you. Now tell us about the leap of faith and hard work you put in to building your business from the bottom up. (laughs) Well, um, at first it was all about the boots. (laughs) <laughs> just wanting to get something that fits and looks good. Uh, what was out there all seemed to look like gum boots, and I wanted to, I know, look sexy and <laughs> look good. You know, have it come in at the ankle and be long and fit <laughs> and right. no elastic. Um, so at the start, it was all about that. And then um, as time goes by, um, things get more difficult. But at the, when you start, it all seems like you run off adrenaline and excitement. And then uh, after about a year and a half of pushing uphill, uh, you get a bit, uh, I know, um, things get tough when things don't work out. Uh, For example, our stock always seemed to arrive at the end of the season, not the start. (laughs) Fun things like that. But um, I think what got me through out of everything was the customers. They just constantly kept saying oh, they're very grateful, which was a big one, and um, the amount of people that have, like complete strangers who have just given me hugs and have been crying just because they could finally zip their boots up, and that that's just, yeah, just pulled pull me through any hard time, and um, yeah, it's just amazing to be a part of something so huge now. Right. Now, would you say your boots are specifically for plus-size women, or do you find there are some smaller women that have a hard time finding boots to fit as well? Well, originally I thought it was just for us curvy women, but, um, yeah, we've had lots of very slim women come in. Uh, Even uh, we had a professional ballerina, and as you can imagine, ballerinas are tiny and light, but because they've got muscle in their legs, they just can't find boots to fit over their calves, so it, it seems to have hit uh, quite a variety of um, women across the board. Right, right. Now, what is the size range and price points for your boots? Okay, we use European sizes because they tend to be a bit more accurate, so we go okay. from size 36 to 43, which in U.S. is size 6 to about 11. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, price points, uh, uh, the Australian price points are about, uh, I think our cheapest boot at the moment is about $150 to about 450 and we're pretty close on the exchange rate at the moment. Actually, I think if you buy them from the US right now, you'll get them cheaper than that. Okay, excellent. The Australian, so always a good time to buy when the, <laughs> when that happens. So do you design all of the boots yourself? I do. I um I'm really quite uh fussy. <laughs> I, my my whole reason for starting um Bennett's boots was because I wanted something that made me look taller and slimmer and elegant. Um so I've spent huge amounts of time and money working with um uh, shoemakers, uh, master shoemakers and so forth uh, creating designs that actually uh, just basically make you look taller and slimmer but are also comfortable and that sort of thing but um, we're actually the most uh, I've got a designer that I've trained up 
um, over 12 months. We put her through intensive training and she's the best designer. Uh, so she makes the patterns. I mm-hmm. make the design, she makes the patterns. Um, she's the best in the world at wide cast boots, which is pretty awesome, I think. <laughs> right. So these boots that yeah. are on your site are not available anywhere else. No, no, they're they're definitely ours. They're all made to our specs and everything. And you'll see that when when you get a pair, um, like we've got this blue lining in it that's um, uh, really soft and uh, it's like a fur, but it's really soft and it's got anti-smell, anti-sweat qualities. So your feet don't get too hot or too cold. It's warm in winter, cold in summer, sort of thing. Um, the full-length zips. Uh, cushioning in the soles they're just there's lots and lots of elements to them that um you don't get in a normal pair of boots now one of the things (laughs) one of the things i noticed um when visiting your website i just assumed that um it was going to be one uh width size since it was wider but you have three different width size for the the, the wider cast Exactly. Well, I don't like elastic. Elastic stretches and then flops and doesn't look very nice and it hurts if it doesn't fit right. So the only way around not having elastic is actually making them to fit the actual leg and so that meant, yeah, three calf widths per size. So in total we've got 24 different sizes per style, which is just huge. (laughs) So what's the, what's the, 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 the biggest width? Um, what is that around the leg for the biggest width you carry? Ah, now I know in centimeters it's fifty-five centimeters. I'm not sure in inches. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not that good at So, how long does it take um, for something to get shipped there to the U.S.? Like, if I place an order on the website today, how soon could it get to me? We always say 14 days, but uh, most of the ones we've sent over have gotten there within seven, so it's been pretty good. And would that would you have to rush order it to get it in seven, or that's normal? No, that's generally normal. Okay. Well, that's not too bad. Now, another yeah, thing I noticed... And another thing I noticed on your website is you have instructions of taking care of your boots. Now, what is the proper way to take care of leather boots? Uh, yeah, we we put that on there because um, they're, they're made from a Nappa leather, which is, um, uh, for example, Gucci and Chanel make their bags and boots and stuff out of this sort of leather. It's really high-end leather, and we use we choose that particular leather because of its um, qualities. It is more expensive, but um, the main thing is, is that it's quite light, so you're not wearing really heavy boots, and it's quite flexible, so it stretches and moulds around your calves. Um, but being like that, it's um, uh, soft, so you need to make sure you waterproof them and condition them and obviously keep them clean. Another key thing uh, when you're looking after uh, your boots is to put um, what we call boot trees in them. They just make your um, uh, boots stand up when you're not wearing them. Mm-hmm. And another tip, another tip for shoes, any shoes that you have at all, um, is to rotate them. Never wear a pair of boots or a pair of shoes two days in a row uh, because they actually need time to dry out. 
uh, every person, um, uh, this sounds horrible, but every person who, who uh, walks in their shoes uh, sweats about 100 mils a day. That gets into your shoes, and of course your sweat has acid in it and so forth. And if you just keep wearing them, your boots or shoes will run it, it will wear out very, very quickly. Uh, if you just rotate them every second day, so you have two pairs of boots, <laughs> um, you'll be able to have your boots last three times as long, which is, you know, what you want out of a lovely pair of boots. <laughs> right, right. Now, besides being online, you have actual stores in Australia. Now, how many locations do you have? Uh, we've got three, three locations, and we're in. Uh, we actually sell um, to a lot of uh, stores uh, that stock other ranges. Um, so I think we're in about oh, maybe fifty or more stores in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, um, and yeah, and we're looking at stores in the US as well. We've got uh, since uh, Ebony, who's over there in Los Angeles. Uh, no, in New York sure. uh, about two weeks ago. She was there for a week launching our model competition and um, since then we've had 15 stores contact us to stock them for this season in the US. So that's pretty exciting, I think. <laughs> yes, very exciting. Now tell me about that showcase that was recently in New York and the model search that you currently have going on. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> we're giving a, a trip away to Australia. So we're going to bring over uh, whoever wins the model um, competition. Uh, we fly them over here for a week and we do the uh, photo shoot and fashion parades and everything within the Australian market, um, uh, modelling and so forth, uh, and just have a blast because it's so much fun doing these things. So, like, we did one last year in Australia and um, uh, we had different models. Where we flew them into Melbourne and had just an awesome uh, four days just filming commercials, etc. So the winner flies over here and does that. But to win, um, what you need to do is jump onto our um, blog. Uh, you can get there through our uh, website and um, you register and then you promote yourself. We figure as a we need we're looking for a spokesperson and um, model for our boots for the US, um, and the best way to see that is have, have them actually do what they would do if they were um, actually representing us and uh, promote um, themselves to us. And the best uh, the one that fits all our criteria will be the one that um, we fly over to Australia. So how will the winner be selected? You have a panel of judges, or you? Uh, yes, uh, we have. We, sorry. Or you pick alone? Uh, yeah, we have. Um, there's uh, six of us that will go through um, what the uh, contestants have done, um, how they've done it, how they uh, have represented the brand. Uh, key factors would obviously be. Um, uh, uh, looking fantastic, you know, looking good and being able to dress well with the with the boots, because obviously um, fashion and modelling is all about image. So the way you present yourself is a big one, but also the way uh, you present yourself to the world. We're very big, um, like like yourself, on making women feel good about themselves and empowering them and giving them the courage to, you know, uh, yeah, stand up there and say, hey, I'm I'm here and I'm 
brilliant and you can be too. It's um, You shine your light and then others are free to shine theirs. Mm, wonderful. Now, do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Ah, good question. Uh, Ebony, who uh, actually knows more about that, I know there's heaps of um, events and things that we uh, are part of in one way or another. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've got things going on over here as well. But um, the best bet is to jump on um, our mailing list on our um, uh, website and jump onto our Facebook and there's just things always going on. I mean, this um, whole plus-size movement across across the globe, uh, the, the... curvy appeal and all those sorts of things are happening all over the world at the moment and it's just so exciting to be a part of such an empowering movement. I'm just loving it. (laughs) Yes, so am I. And tell us your official website to purchase a pair of your wonderful boots. Oh, yes, come come to our website, www.bennettsboots.com. So that's B-E-N-N-E-T-T-S-B-O-O-T-S. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And continue oh, success. Oh, it's so Well, I hope you have a fabulous night, and I'm going to start my day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, bye. Bye Bye-bye. And last on the show, but definitely not least, is Stephanie Penn Dansforth. After years of working in the field of telecommunications, Stephanie found herself out of work. Not one to give up, she tapped into the relationships she formed as owner of a plus-size clothing boutique. One of those relationships led her to becoming a contributing writer for Venus Diva magazine. She eventually became lifestyle editor and entertainment editor, and in 2009, Venus Imaging decided to change the format of Venus Diva magazine, making it a daily site. This change resulted in Stephanie becoming editor-in-chief of the newly revamped daily VenusDiva.com. Under Stephanie's direction, the website has gone from an unknown daily site to reaching thousands of women daily on their preferred, preferred social media outlets. DailyVenusDiva.com has gained exposure from a number of media outlets as Stephanie leads her expertise as guest host and columnist on various websites, news sources, and radio shows. Let's welcome Stephanie to the show. Hi. Hi. Well, first of all, thank you for coming back. You were scheduled um, early, and we had technical difficulties, so I'm glad we're running smoothly today. Right. That's okay. Things happen. But thank you for having me. Well, welcome back. Now, the official two-year anniversary for the magazine was September 1st of this month in the new format. So how did the concept come about to turn um, Daily Venus Diva into the daily format? Okay. Well, um, it was the ideal of Valerie Amador, the publisher of the site. Um, With technology changing, a lot of um a lot of it, with te- I'm sorry with technology changing a lot of magazines were folding at the time 
and it was just in our best interest because we're more of a content-heavy site. We're not really an image-heavy site. So it was in our best interest, the fact that we were our content-heavy site, to Mm -hmm. go to a a daily format versus a a monthly format like we have been doing. The numbers kind of declined a little bit. And, of course, with any business, when things aren't going as, as you want them to go, you have to readjust. So that's the way that we readjust it. Now, what distinctive characteristics make Daily Venus Diva a magazine instead of a blog, or is it a bit of both? It is a bit of both. Um, It's like a hybrid, so to speak. But the difference between um, DailyVenusDiva.com versus your typical blog, most of the time blogs that you read are written from one individual's perspective. They may have guest writers, but for the most part it's written from an individual's perspective. Uh, whereas we still have, we have articles that you could open up in a magazine. It's fine as far as the content. We still have a monthly cover model because that's something that, um, even when you know through the different changes that Valerie has gone through, she prided herself in featuring positive women thriving on the cover each month. So we kept that aspect. But the major difference that is not is not written from a one individual's perspective. Um, nothing against blogs at all, but like I said, usually they're from one person's perspective, and that's it. Um, and this isn't the case. And a lot of times we don't just cover fashion. We don't just cover um, activists. We cover a lot of different spectrums. We don't just cover beauty. We cover a lot of different things. So that's another thing that makes it a little bit different than your standard blog as well. We cover a lot of different um, avenues instead of staying within that area, you know, in that specific area. Now, Daily Venice Diva is the number one plus-size lifestyle magazine. So those things that you just mentioned besides talking about fashion, is that what makes it a lifestyle magazine? Yes. Um, it is. It was voted by Full Figure Fashion Week, so thank you for that. But it was voted by Full Figure Fashion Week as the number one lifestyle magazine because of the way that we report on things other than just fashion and other than just relationships and other than just activism, we report on everything. So really, it's like as a lifestyle magazine, it's really no topic that you can't touch, right? Right, and I, I love that's the thing I love the most about it. Um, one thing about Daily Venus Diva is that I, as the editor, I like to bring conversation about things. I like to, I mean, if I, I typically don't give my opinion because, again, I don't want it to be from my standpoint. I kind of stay neutral but I will put something out there that will jog, you know, get people to talking because I love to spark conversation. I think that's what makes the world go around is just sparking conversation and finding out what different people feel. It's been articles that I've posted where, you know, of course we're plus-size site, but people who are not plus-size have come onto our site and voiced their opinions. Some websites, they won't post it. They'll deny that quote or that deny that um that comment, but I'll go ahead and approve the comment because I feel like it sparks conversation. They're, I don't agree with their opinions, but they're entitled to their opinions. Right, right. Now, one of the things that um, shocks a lot of people is that on your cover, you've had um, not only just models, but you've had celebrities, and you even had a male cover right. model this year. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people are like, what? What's going on? Well, the thing about that is that, and that's something that I wanted to do as I became an editor. Um, in the past, we've always had, you know, up-and-coming models, and that's great, and I love to show, give them their shine. Um, but we are a lifestyle magazine, and because of that, 
a lot of times when you're a lifestyle magazine, you typically, you know, you want to see what celebrities, your favorite celebrity is doing what. And, and celebrities do great things, so why not spotlight them? Now, I am going back to picking some my, I'm, tr- I'm trying to mix it. So when I don't have a celebrity lined up for the cover, I am going to pick models um, from, like, plus-size VIP. So I encourage women to sign up for there and post their pictures there, but I do like to have celebrities on the cover. As far as the male is concerned, well, we talk about things that can relate to guys also. I don't ever want anyone to feel alienated when they come to the website, guys included. So, I mean, why not look at an attractive guy on the cover? Why not let a guy know, hey, this may be a woman's site, but you can come visit it also. And, by the way, here's the cover as well. Right, right. Now, you briefly mentioned that when you do pick uh, plus models that you use the VIP website. Now, is that the only um, way that you use to select models? Yes. Yes, typically I try to use the plus size VIP. In the past, we used the VenusDiva.com models. Um, so, yes, we um, try to use plus size VIP or a celebrity if, if they are available um, to, you know, to provide a photo for the cover. Now, you recently had a Twitter talk, which I thought was very cool, with uh, Just My Size. Now, tell me how did that go, and do you have another one scheduled soon? Yes, that went very well. In fact, um, a couple of companies contacted me right after that to say, we want to talk to you about, you know, you hosting one with our our company or our, our designer as well. That totally caught me off guard. I didn't expect that to happen, but I was very grateful for that. But it went very well. Just my side said they loved it. And I came up with the idea, and, I, you know, I've watched other companies have Twitter conversations with the hashtags and whatnot, but I can't. I wanted to do it for us because I wanted to give our our readers or our supporters a chance to interact with the designers and different brands. A lot of times they don't get to interact with them. They they may read an interview that we do, but as far as asking them one on one questions, they don't get that that kind of um, conversation going. So I figure, why not use the relationship that we've kind of come up, you know, that we've kind of formed and be the middle person for these brands and our consumers and our readers as well to get them talking to each other. Right, right. And I thought it was a fabulous uh, idea because Twitter, you know, is really hot and it's it's popular, but I guess it's not done much in the plus community, so it's good to for us to do all the things that other mainstream places are doing. Right. Now, I do that a lot. I do look at what other mainstream is doing and seeing and do see how I can tweak it to work for us. It's mm-hmm. not to me it's nothing wrong with, you know, just looking at people and see what they're doing. I'm not gonna just copycat but right. um I do look at what other mainstream magazines are doing and see how I can make it work for us also. Now another thing you recently introduced is a diva a diva in need project. Now tell me about that. The Diva in Need is something that one of our, um, our, like our, I guess you can call her our, um, our Daily Diva editor came up with. Her name is Janie. She's not, she's new on board, but she's brilliant. And she came up with the idea. And I'm sorry, she's our deals editor. And she came up with the idea to, um, it was created just to encourage women in the plus-size market to find their own empowerment and provide them with opportunities to do so, and just connect them with businesses who are willing to help them in whatever capacity. Um, the first winner was announced. Her name is Simi Brown, and she um, she was in need of aquatic and yoga therapy after becoming disabled. So what, she, what we did is we teamed her up with somebody in her area, 
a therapist, a physical therapist in her area, um, onestopplus.com, provided her with the swimsuit, and we, you know, took care of her diva and need needs, you know. And it was a really good, we had really good feedback. We're working on our next winter now for next month, but we had really good feedback, really good, um, people were really enthused, really liked it a lot. We got really good coverage on it as well. Yeah, I immediately liked the idea when I read about it. And so, like, what can people do to help the project? Like, if I want to support um, a Diva in Need project, what could I do personally? Well, you can contact Janie at Janie at DailyVenusDiva.com, um, and she will definitely, you know, just let her know how you want to help out, and she will, you know, talk with you and see if we have somebody who, who needs what you're offering. Um, Jane, like I said, Janie is wonderful, and I, I'm so happy she's on board and came up with this idea because it's, it's phenomenal. Now, besides being editor-in-chief of Daily Venus Diva, you are involved in tons of other projects. Now, yes. recently, um, the Fuller Woman Expo just passed. Now, tell us, how did that go? It went very well. Typically, because I'm the co-producer, so typically Cassandra and myself, we really don't get a chance to enjoy it because we're ripping and running all day. But we have an extraordinary team of people, and so this time we kind of we we got to see more than we normally get to see. It went very well. Um, we had a wonderful panel discussion. We had um, Kim Coles. She talked about her her initiative to gift, and she's always magnetic, and people just love Kim. Um, we had nice afterglow reception. We had Erica Watson there, and she emceed the fashion show, and she um, moderated the panel. And then we had the fashion show, the Curves in Motion fashion show, and women from across the country came and walked um, and participated. We had all kinds of designers and, and um, retailers participate as well, so it was a really good event. And so I know, have you started already working on next year, or are you taking yes, a breather first? No, we started already. We've already <laughs> the next day, Cassie and I debriefed, and we started already talking about the next year's event and what we want to do differently, what we want to do the same, and uh, we're already ready to start rolling for next year. Now tell me about the Pretty Girl Project. Okay, well, the Pretty Girl Project is a nonprofit organization. It's um, our major initiative is our prom dress event, which which we held every year. We've done it two years in a row, and um, what we do is we give girls in the Detroit metropolitan Detroit area. That's where I'm from. Prom dresses, girls who are in need. It's based on it's a need based program. Um, we also have a whole day of workshops. They get they have etiquette training and workshops. We give them um, hair and makeup instructions and demonstrations. We have local celebrities come in and talk to the girls about um, last year. One, a young lady, she's a radio um, personality, and she talks to the girls about being individual. She's a plus, you know, plus-size girl herself, so she talks about being individual and not you know, succumbing to peer pressure and things like that. So just things that they go through as they transition from teenage years to adulthood, uh, we just try to make a difference in the way that we know how. Now you're, you're still involved with even more. Now tell uh-huh. me about uh, the Celebrate Detroit Youth Festival. Okay, now that's something that a friend, uh, one of my college roommates and I came up with. Um, we want to make it a yearly festival in which we have live music as the kids get ready to head back to school. This year uh, was our first year, and, and let me, it's a 
great story. I was on a pound discussion at Full for Your Fashion Week this year, and I was sitting next to a young lady who was on a pound discussion as well. She works for Scholastic. And I was talking about what I'm doing here in Detroit, and she offered to donate books to go into the backpacks in which the kids would be getting. So Scholastic oh. gave, like I think, like over 1,000 books um, to go into these backpacks. And so the kids got backpacks filled with school supplies. Each kid went home with at least six books each. And we That's still awesome. have books left. Oh, yeah, we still have books left for, for next year as well. So it, I was really, really blessed, and um, I was really, really amazed with how much they were willing to give to us. And all because I was on a panel discussion at Full Figure Fashion Week. So it, it helps to, to network and talk to people because you never know what's going to happen. So all of these projects, even though they're not in all in the plus-size community, it's all about positivity and uplifting people. Why are these type of projects so important to you? Because my my family, um, like my, my dad, he had a nonprofit organization. He was a football coach. And it's important because that's, that's all I know. Like, to be honest with you, that's all I knew. Coming up, that's all I knew. You know, I worked with my family. My my father had a little league football team, and I worked with him, you know, and that's that's what we saw. Like, both of my brothers are football coaches because that's all we know, and we help others um, because, that, that like I said, it's just that's, just that's what my parents instilled in us. And I feel like I've been blessed. I have people who love me. I have a family support system. So why not pay it for it? I have nothing else to do but pay it forward and, and pass it on to somebody else. And who knows, somebody, the, the kids will see it, and they'll pass it on to somebody else. And do you think um, those positive messages and positivity needs to be more in the plus-size community? Definitely. I think that um, positivity, period, resonates no matter where you are. Um, I think that in order to get to the point that you want to go to, you have to be willing to help the next person. Now, I'm not saying, you know, be naive about it, but you have to be willing to help the next person. A perfect example is that whatever project Cassandra is working on, I'm right there for her. Whatever project I'm working on, she's right there for me. And you kind of have to have that attitude of, you know, I'm going to help my sister out. I'm going to help my brother out because if I don't help them out, no one's going to help them. And we're going. If, if they don't make it, then we don't make it. If they right. make it, we make it. You know. And I think that people forget that a lot. You know, just because this person is featured on this show doesn't that means that if they make it to that show, if they make it to network television, that means we made it to network television. Right. People, so people don't think about yeah. a lot of times instead of uplifting. Exactly. When they, because the thing is, if they make it, then they're gonna pull me up. Everybody is not, you know. Yeah, you have some bad seeds, but and that's in any industry. But everybody's not out to get you. Everybody's not trying to do wrong or do harm by you. So just trust and believe that it's gonna, work. you know, align yourself first. Align yourself with the right people first of all, and then just have faith and believe that it's gonna work itself out and help the next person as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything coming up personally or Venus Diva that we should be on the lookout for? Yes, I have a I have a list here. I'm not going to like go into details too much, but I have a list here. Um, go through the it. First, okay. The first year we started out, we did the Venus Diva Awards. We only did it one year. 
within the first six months, we had really great feedback. So we're going to reintroduce the Venus Diva Awards. We're going to call it the Thrive Awards. And I want to honor visionaries in the Plus community in various areas, such as fashion, philanthropy, the arts, activism, and so much more. Look out for that around about March during award season. Um, We're going to try to have the voting process be something that the editors do, but as well we want to include the readers as well. But we don't want it to be a popularity contest. So the editors probably going to have more say, but we're still going to involve the readers in the selection. So just look out for the Thrive Award. Um, also, we have an online holiday shopping event coming up, um, and then that's still in the works. So I'll let you know first, but we have that coming up around about October, November-ish. And what we're trying to do is get the um, get different retailers together to offer sales for one whole week where people can just plus out and can shop Online, maybe like a holy, like online shopping party, basically. So we're, okay. I'm in the works for that right now. Um, let's see what else. Oh, Everyday Diva. Everyday Diva is where we celebrate all women just for being the amazing woman that you are. So if you want to submit to that, just send um, your name, your first and last name, where you're from, what you do, and a, a description of what what makes you a diva to dvdfeatures at gmail.com, and we love featuring just everyday women, you know, everyday divas. Awesome. That was the last one or one more? <laughs> well, let me see. I do have one more. Let me see. Go oh, ahead. Just, I want to just, <laughs> just welcome all of our new contributors and our editors. We have, like, to me, in my eyes, we have, like, the dream team of plus-size women on our team. Like we have Erica Watson. She came on board as a contributing writer. We have Catherine Schuler, who's a contributing writer. We have um, Nina Taylor, who is, you know, 2000, what's this year, 11, Face of Full Figure Fashion Week. She came on board as one of our beauty editors. We have Shonda Freeman contributing, and we also have Rosie Mercado as one of our beauty editors. So we have some great additions recently to the DVD team. That's I didn't even know about <laughs> Mia. Uh-huh. Huh? I said I didn't even know about Mia Tyler. No, Nina, Nina Taylor. Oh, Mina Taylor. <laughs> Nina, yeah, no, no, <laughs> we're not taking people. Nina Taylor. Okay, well, there's definitely a lot of positive things happening with um, Daily Venus Diva, and tell us the website to keep up with everything and the Twitter and Facebook pages. Okay, so it's www dot daily venus diva dot com and then on twitter our name is daily venus diva and then on facebook our name is venus diva magazine and then make sure you visit plus size vip dot com as well which is a great site we all it's basically like a a, com, a common ground for us for plus size plus model radio plus model magazine, where everything is, you can find you know, all of our articles and whatnot are archived there, and you can come there and post. It's like a community site, so make sure you go to plus size VIP also. Well, awesome. Well, keep up the good work. Daily Venus Diva is one of my favorite sites, and you do support everybody with posting things. I can personally say you supported <laughs> me by posting things, so I appreciate you. And just oh, keep keep, keep up the good fight. Thank you very much. And keep in touch. Let me know when, when this breaking news over at Daily Venus Diva. I will definitely let you know about the, the shopping party. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. 
Thank you to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.